Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Blast Podcast, where we believe that movies can be more than just movies. Uh, today, I'm joined by a very special guest, the man who grew up across the street from me, and uh, he is one of my oldest friends. That is Jake Culp. Jake, I'm glad you could make it today. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Um, I'm so excited to do this stuff. You know, I, I just finished this weekend listening to your guys' um, M. Night Shyamalan um, knock at the cabin podcast. Uh, don't, I have not watched many M night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> so, so that was a little bit over my head, but I still enjoyed it. I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah. Funny enough. I, uh, I ran into your mom yesterday and I told her that you were going to be on the pod today. And she, I was like, yeah, like Jake's coming on and we're filming a podcast about Oscar nominated animated shorts. And she was like, my Jake. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't That's really know right. any others. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is, that is what this podcast is going to be about. Uh, I brought Jake on today because he is just an animation fiend, uh, much like myself. And I couldn't think of anybody who is more well-suited, uh, to talk about this art form than Jake. Uh, so before we get into that, Jake, do you want to talk us through what you've watched this week? Yeah. So it's been a pretty light week in terms of movie watching, um, so obviously the five Oscar-nominated shorts, we I watched those with Katrina on Sunday night. Um, and then earlier last week, uh, or during this seven-day span, I watched both Creed 1 and Creed 2 because I nice. hadn't seen them yet. And I do want to see Creed 3. I uh, haven't gotten there yet, but I've seen the first two. Absolutely loved them. Sylvester Stallone should have got an Oscar for uh, Creed 1. <laughs> I loved him in that. Um, but um, And then the other one was Ant-Man and, Wa- and the Wasp Quantumania. I was in my movie seat and I watched a movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Say. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my that's my rundown of this week's uh, movies. Fair enough. That's it's a decent week. I um I went and saw the Oscar nominated animated shorts at the Music Box. Uh, they were they had a showing of them and it was sold out. It was an amazing experience as always uh, there. And then um, I started that night I was with my sisters in the city and we started watching eighth grade and it sent, um, Alex into a like total spiral because it was too real for her. So she was like, yeah, like let's put on something much more lighthearted and settled on the Murdaugh murders, a Southern scandal. Um, which I guess isn't technically a movie. It's a limited series, but same thing in my opinion. Uh, and it was a documentary on a murder. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a few murders, actually. And then I did get to see Creed Three as well, and I absolutely loved it. I think it is probably my second favorite of the franchise. Uh, Creed Two is my favorite, but um, just the dad stuff in there was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then I can't really discuss much of this, but I have been working on the selection committee for the Chicago International Children's Film Festival, so I've watched quite a few movies there. I'm totaling around like 35 for this week i think so um yeah it's been a pretty eventful week let's dive in and i think the best way to go through these is just uh through the academy order on their website um so that we can't like i I would rather show our rankings at the end um to kind of keep the viewers on edge you know (laughs) works for me man works for me i'm excited all right so the first one listed is the boy the mole the fox and the horse uh jake if you want to kick us off talking about this one i know this was katrina's favorite oh by far she loved this movie and i don't blame her i i loved it as well i mean really all five i did thoroughly enjoy but um this for me was the most emotionally moving um and it, it might just be because you know it is very um it, it's based on being 
sad. It's based on, you know, you got your, yeah. you know, your cliche lines, but you got your cute animals. They're giving great perspective on life. Um, I, I really enjoyed the animation of it. I, I, you know, if you're looking closely, it's like they're unfinished drawings almost. You know, oh, yeah. you, you see the boy and he's got like a little extra like dark swirl on his hair where like his hair mm-hmm. would theoretically be finished or something or the trees. I loved that. I was a huge fan of that style. Um, funny thing, I had no idea that Idris Elba was the fox until it had to have been like 10 minutes left in the, in the film, which, dude, which to be fair, I, I, you don't, the, his character, the fox isn't really talking a lot until right. that moment. And so then I'm just sitting there, I'm like, is that Idris Elba? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize it the entire time, uh, when the credits rolled for the short at the theater, Idris Elba was listed i think like second or third and everybody was like idris elva like who the hell was he in this yeah yeah no it was awesome i i really loved it i i really what i picked up on near the end of it i wish i picked up earlier but it was tougher to pick up earlier is that especially the horse and the and the fox uh characters they're talking a lot i mean obviously you got your introspective life perspectives but a lot about mental health and i'm like picking right. up i'm like Man, I really wished I had known from the beginning. I would have paid attention to the moles lines a little more closely. But he was just a little cute. He's just a little cute, yeah. too. Honestly, his his job was just to be <laughs> just to be absolute king. Um, yeah. No, but I loved it. A great kids movie and a great movie as an adult in terms of just wanting to feel maybe nostalgic. It reminds me of a lot of older animation styles, and it really was beautiful in terms of the scenery and perspective and and i just love the relationship between all four characters how it progressed and how it changed throughout the movie and how they all grew as individuals absolutely and you you talk a lot about the animation style here and i think that is uh kind of what set this uh film apart a little bit for me and i don't know if you can relate to this at all but if you ever bought like when you were like six like how to draw a horse and like they have those weird like <laughs> things with all the circles and the straight lines and stuff like you could kind of feel all of that still coming through and i actually appreciated the authenticity in that even though it wasn't necessarily as like clean cut and professional as some of those bigger studio films tend to be yeah i thought it was great i i personally really did think it was awesome and i know exactly what you're talking about and it does now that you say it it really does remind me of of that yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I liked this short a lot at first. I think it got to be a little tiresome um, kind of down the line. And uh, I remember my sister whispered to me halfway through, like, I didn't know I was signing up to go to a therapy session, which it kind of is. Um, I did appreciate just like the general vibe of it, though. It was very calm. It felt very cozy to watch it um, on a nice rainy day that I did. Uh the very one of the very first lines in the movie is the kid talking to the mole and the mole says what do you want to be when you grow up and the kid says kind and i like audibly was like oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. oh my. i saw i actually sorry to interrupt but i actually saw that like clip on a tiktok I had no idea where it was from like earlier in the week and then it happened and i was like sitting there i was like i've seen that before and i was but that was oh oh my god the Dude. cutest souls if that was the side of TikTok that I was on, I would still have TikTok. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that the general like sentiment is there. And um, in my letterbox review, I actually said this is the first movie that I ever want to show my future kids because 
I think that it has a lot of like nice lessons to like and and nice just like thoughts that kids should be reminded of frequently that I don't think they are reminded of enough. Um, and I don't know, like, are you are you planning on showing this to AJ or? I would love to. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to. I think I'll see her in about a week and then change. Yeah. And I think, you know, she loves, you know, just throwing on a movie. She doesn't pay attention as well. I mean, she's five, but um, <laughs> she's, you know, she, I think she would love it. I, I love it. I do agree with your point that about halfway through the movie, I'm like, all right, these are a little, these are a lot of like very yeah. cheesy generic lines. Right. The delivery was great, but it does get to you after a bit. But other, no, it, I agree also that it is a, perfect kids movie it teaches some fantastic lessons absolutely and i don't want to get into any spoilers here so without context how do you feel about the horse having wings <laughs> it did it did it did feel a little out of nowhere um yeah. i won't lie uh but it, i didn't hate it you know it, it it was it was i will say it was a bit of a, a random addition to it um they gave a nice little story with it about why it's important to his character and things of that sort of the type of things he goes through for having yeah. them but uh it was indeed a bit uh oh we got flying horses in this movie but it, it's right. a kids movie so you know <laughs> <laughs> my theater just like erupted in laughter when that happened everybody was like wait like seriously like this is what's happening um yeah i mean all around i feel like it's a it's a great film i think it definitely deserves the nomination um and yeah i i, I can't wait to show my kids this movie that's that's how i would sum it up in one line and that's a great way to sum it up i 10 out of 10 agree fully all right, absolutely. And uh, next up then is the Flying Sailor, which is kind of the oddball of the list. It felt like, um, if you don't mind, I'm actually gonna say real quick. So I watched this twice. Uh, I watched it a week before going to the uh, music box to watch all these shorts. And the first go around, I thought it was really pointless. I was like, why are they just showing this naked man flying through the air? Um, and the second go around, I was in a little bit different of a mood, and I was able to find some like beauty in the kind of existentialist imagery that's peppered in there. But it still just really missed the mark for me. I wasn't a huge fan of the animation style, even, which is something that uh, most people I know have kind of praised. Uh, so I don't know. This was really the only one that I left feeling like, why? Yeah, no, I, I I do agree, especially about the animation point. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, There's probably some factors as to why right off the bat, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But after it <laughs> happened, they were, you know, they have a little line. It's like based on a true story. I'm like, well, I'm sure not all of that was a true story. Right. So we actually looked it up, and that probably helped it a little bit because I was like, I respect it. I was like, that's not that. I mean, it, there's some parts where obviously it's meant to be more. Um, you know, uh, metaphorical than the actual right. happenings. But the fact that it did happen was crazy. And I, I, I love, there's a moment where it's later in the movie. It's a short, it's a real quick film, but it's it, like, right. it's a callback to the very beginning. Like you, and I thought at first it was the end of the movie. It's like these little like dots. And then like this big scene happens in the universe, essentially this right. blob of humanity. And then, it comes, you know, big explosion, then it comes back to all of that right before another big, like, burst of everything. And I thought that was really beautiful, and I thought the score was awesome. 
Um, but I agree. I, I feel like this one definitely is like the um, the ugly duckling of the group or whatever you want to call it, um, because it, it definitely didn't hit the same chords with me as I'm pretty sure really the other four did. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I guess like when you're saying that it is a true story and that adds to the film, I, I agree. And I think that it does make a case for why animated shorts are important in general because obviously you could not make a feature film out of this movie and while it might not be for jake or i uh, a lot of people obviously very much do love this film that's why it's nominated for an oscar um and yeah i I think there is something to be said about just the power of a short film being able to tell a cool story in five minutes without you know, dragging. <laughs> and, and and one more note about the true story. Again, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the again, we looked it up afterwards and the actual true story is insane. Like, oh, yeah. it is crazy. Like, like <laughs> Katrina is telling me like, oh, this happened, this happened, here's this, that, and the other relating to right. it. And again, not spoiling, but I'm just like, that is insane. How have I never learned about this? Like, it was huge. What happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. And to see it all through this one perspective and, and to see it uh, crafted well enough that I want to go see what it's about. Like, what is what is this context? I, that is, like you said, a credit to short films and a credit to the animators, the producers, everyone who made it. That something I would have never in my life looked up or researched, I now know about. So it's, right. it's, yeah. it does have it does have its benefits in that way, as you said, even if it's not the short film for you or I. Yeah. And you've researched more on this. I don't know if you do it did in real life. Did his clothes actually fly off or no? Yes, he. OK, he, they did. He uh, he again, I don't want to spoil, but he actually does survive. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of the, the, the notes is that when he landed, he was indeed butt naked. So <laughs> that's crazy yeah Yeah. all right um if you are good to move on then next up is ice merchants um and this this is a movie that is very personal to me so jake if you want to start it off and then i can kind of just go on my long rant absolutely absolutely i'd love to i along with steve i we both know i love this movie um shout out to katrina she liked it a lot i don't think she liked it as much as she definitely didn't like it as much as i did but um <laughs> i've seen it twice now and that's the really nice part about you know i saw it once by myself when you recommended it to me a few weeks ago and then right. getting to watch it again with her i get to focus on these like littler details now that i've seen the whole movie and and get to say like oh i didn't notice the last time or or even the smallest part of a scene i did notice i'm like man this is awesome like to see um the exact intent of everything and how powerful and moving the message is in a story that goes almost 15 minutes long and has zero words in the entire thing and 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 another thing is the animation and i told you this the first time i saw it i still feel it the second time that it feels alive it feels like it's interacting with the air it's like it's like when they were creating these characters they were making cells or something of that sort because you know cells interact with the world i'm not the best at science but but (laughs) but like it's like they're gripping for the air around them and the molecules and it's like you really feel like they're there in that moment and um i thought that was great i was a huge fan of that the score and another reason i love it so much reminds me a lot because it's very intense very um Mm-hmm. very musical but very like hit you in the face with this sort of like loud you have to feel this way we are telling yeah. you this is the mood and you're not going to be able to ignore it 
Um, it, it reminded me of I Lost My Body. And, and you know how much I love that film. Um, yes. So that was, for me, that was a really nice part of it, too. Um, and real quick, real quick, for anybody listening to this pod who has not seen I Lost My Body, please go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's an animated French film, and it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Beautiful. I will I will die on the I Lost My Body best movie of all time, you know, and I, <laughs> I, that, I will die there for probably the rest of my life. That probably changed the way I watched movies. Um, oh, yeah. Great film. Listen to Steve. Definitely go check that out. And that was, that's probably Jake's best recommendation to me to this date. That was, oh man, it took me probably two months after he texted me to watch I Lost My Body to finally put it on. I thought it was going to be like something much different. I didn't even know it was animated. And then you see the premise of the movie, which is a hand trying to find its way back to its body. And it is amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, you're you're crying at like body extension, like like yeah. like ligaments. You're crying about ligaments in the movie. It's awesome, <laughs> um, but and that's not the point of this. But I'm glad yes. that you plucked it because, oh, ten out of ten, I will always talk about that. But yeah, back to this movie. Um, right. I think the the story of grief and love is just so strong and there and like everybody can relate in a certain sense because we all grieve and we all love and it is it's just so beautiful and the color schemes the use of color i i I, i'm gonna let you really go off on because i know how much you love it but i also am a huge huge fan of this film one of your best recs to me not the best because i you've given me a ton of amazing recs (laughs) but it's up there i did love i love this movie you know, real another quick tangent. I'm glad you say that I give you good recs because I've given Ty probably about a hundred recommendations over our years of friendship, and I think he's watched three. So um, Ty maybe checks out some some more. I know you're listening to this. Um, all right, so Ice Merchants. I actually got to judge this film. I was on the professional jury at the Chicago International Children's Film Festival last year. And I instantly fell in love with it. I marked it down as like, this needs to win the entire festival. Um, I was judging for the animated shorts category, obviously. And this just nothing else came even close to it, in my opinion. Uh, I absolutely love the animation style. Like Jake said, it really does make the entire world feel alive. And um, it sucks uh, pretty much everybody I've shown into this like fantastical world of this family who is living on the side of a mountain and just skydiving into town every day selling their ice and going back up and there's something really beautiful about that in in a in it of itself and um the story with the mom though is definitely the the heart of this movie and jake touched on that a little bit um they're the two characters in this film are a dad and his son and um, they're represented very beautifully with, um, red and orange colors. Uh, the sun is orange and you quickly realize that there is a yellow aspect missing. And I think that was a really beautiful choice in the way that this is visually told, especially because there is no dialogue in this film. Um, and that's just a testament to how powerful of a story you can tell without language as any barrier. Um, so what sticks out to me, I've seen this movie three or four times now, it was my third favorite movie of 2022, is the subtlety in the grief. Um, 
because really until the end you don't see like you don't explicitly know what happened and you still don't really you're not left with any amazing answers um but you can watch the kid reach into a cabinet and pull out a yellow mug and his dad just pat him on the head and put it back and there oh man i don't want to spoil the end of this movie because it is so so beautiful it is on the new yorkers youtube so it is free and anybody listening i really recommend you watch it because it is so so touching it makes me cry every single time but yeah try and Try and pay attention if you're watching to the use of color and I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's hard for me to even speak on this film because it really did have an amazing impact on me. And it is one of, if not the best short film I've ever seen up there with Mean Borda. Yeah. I, I, again, Steve, I know we're probably going to hammer this a lot, but it really is gorgeous. And like you said, the use of, you, you have to, when you're not using words you have to find a different way to tell a story and and they do i feel like i know everything about this missing third piece of this movie and and then when you watch it like i said a second time you're really keying in on all of these yellow scenes um and and like there's a scene i didn't realize the first time i'm watching it a second time and it's the dad um the red character is like sitting uh at a table and like he's like the room is like split in half because of the light of the fire and like the the, the side of the room he's in is like all dark and the other mm-hmm. side is all yellow and it's empty like it's just it's like it's yeah. the other half and he's sitting in the darkness and it is like uh, it's just one of those small things that you won't notice the first time maybe Absolutely. but you come back and you're like man that is just chef's kiss a brilliant way to yeah. to portray those emotions. And even when he's laying in bed, he's laying facing towards that empty side, and you're just knowing that he is grieving with every ounce of his body at all times, and he's just putting on the smile. Oh, man, it's so powerful. Um, and then there's also something that I feel like hasn't been talked about much in online discourse that I've looked at, there is like some pretty heavy climate change messaging in this um, movie as well. And I think it works pretty well. Yeah. That's literally the hope. Like that's the, the, what the, you know, you look and obviously there's two main stories and then there's little pieces in each story that you're looking at, but that's, that's the big thing that you focus on that you see that they show you directly. It's like, Hey, rising temperatures, look at the livelihood being uh, changed because these mm-hmm. are people who you know, work with ice, they sell ice yeah. and, and it is, it becomes the main antagonist. And, and mm-hmm. I totally agree. That's while the story ends up being like the, the emotional heart, you know, felt part of the story ends up being the relationship of a family that's going through grief and finding love is the main thing people will see because of how well it's told. Right. It, it's it's right in front of you. Very easy answer. <laughs> what the what the main message of this movie is and that's climate change. And that it's right. It's it's well done. And and how else do you get it to pertain so um, you know, easily to the characters that have them living on the side of a mountain and sell ice. It's exactly. it's right there. Exactly. It's right there. Yeah, no, I was just, I was so surprised. I remember the first time I watched this when that kind of climate change shift happened and I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I can't believe that this is actually like kind of a a social awareness film. Um, but 
it is. And it's beautiful. Everybody should watch it. Jake, do you have anything more you want to add about this movie? Um, one last thing. Again, I know we love this movie a lot. And I, yeah. I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything. There's a later scene in the movie due to climate change. And and it's kind of the last true raw of the film. And mm-hmm. it's pretty desperate. And, and the moment that they take, we'll call it a leap um and it's just it's the orange and the red character together and they're embracing each other and it's different than any other leap we'll call it you see in the entire film and you know something is different and wrong and you know from other contexts but you feel like fear you feel like pain oh my god these guys are first time watching it it is the most gut-wrenching probably minute of the film i've ever watched just like Oh my goodness! And and yes. to be able to do that in a fourteen minute film and, and make an entire minute so intense with only getting ten, eleven, twelve minutes to build up to that, exactly, oh, incredible job, incredible job. But that's 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 it. That'll be the end of my of my rant <laughs> about the movie. All right. Um, well, moving to the next short film. Then this is a very very different entry <laughs> and. That is My Year of Dicks. Uh, this actually made everybody in my theater laugh again because there was like this big flash sign between the movies that said like, if you have any kids with you, please exit now. Like this is the last <laughs> short film. Yeah. And then just the title screen pops up, My Year of Dicks. And I was like, oh, no way. This is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was your, how did you feel about this one? I, I think it was another great one. I, I think... Um, Again, I, I keep saying like, "Oh, I think it was all great" because they were—they were all great. I mean, there's a reason they're Oscar-nominated. Yeah. But um, I, I, I loved you, and they, I think you can really expand on it more. But um, the animation style again was a huge fan. Yeah. I—they do this thing in like the—they—it's split up into five chapters, and in, right. I can't remember if it's the second or third where they kind of shift the main character's perspective into an anime like the rest of the world around them is still <laughs> in that same animation style, but they're in this like animation uh, this anime yeah. style and i love it i think it's an awesome little like upbeat it's like oh you follow you you know you're getting yeah. you're getting comfortable you like sitting back no 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 hold up we're gonna change some stuff up um and Absolutely. it fits the character so well um it's like it's hilarious i think the movie is so funny uh, <laughs> um but uh and that's really uh, where it sets itself apart. Like, this is when I kind of wish that the Oscars did what the Golden Globes did and awarded for drama and comedy. Because, in my opinion, uh, Ice Merchants was by far, in a way, the best drama in this fest. But My Year of Dicks, I mean, brings so much different things to the table. And I definitely think that it deserves to be awarded. Um, but it's so hard to pin, like, kind of put up a comedy against a drama and say which is better because they have such different effects on you exactly exactly they're completely different train of thoughts and and styles of what they're the way they're telling their story but exactly what you're saying i thought this was a fantastic fantastic comedy and and they got but the thing was there was moments where it got very 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 real in moments that i think a lot of us have experienced growing up either in high school college post-college you know growing from an adolescent to to an adult and it's so like i can see these stories it doesn't feel 
you know, and I don't know, I didn't do any research into the background of the writers, but I, I got to feel that the people who are creating the story just piggybacked like, like straight word for word from stories of their life. Cause I'm, I'm watching it. I'm this like, was, I yeah, see no, this. This was actually adapted from the writer's uh, memoirs. Um, mm. I don't know if you realize that, but it is like pretty much a true story. <laughs> it, and it, it, it and they do a great job of keeping it true into the line because I'm watching every character, every person. I'm like, this is exactly what I would see. And there are some really, really tough struggles and serious things that oh, the yeah. character has to deal with both um, onto them and done onto people they care about by them yeah and 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 it's like you really you're like man i didn't think it would get to that part but like look at it and it is it is insane and i do think while the comedy was hilarious i think also (laughs) the seriousness of it was uh fantastically executed i think it was yeah it was awesome it was awesome great movie and they do they do kind of deal with a sexual assault in this movie and um I, I I thought it was done like more tastefully than most uh, pieces of media do it. Um, it didn't. If it, it felt real, it felt scary for the character, and uh, it it was nice to see her friends kind of support her after that and kind of come together and help her through that really terrifying experience. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I will leave the floor to you because I feel like I've definitely gone on about this. But totally oh no, agree. you're good. Um, but I am laughing a little bit because in our notes, we both have written down (laughs) absolutely hilarious, um, because that's what it is. I was laughing out loud the whole time. So is my entire theater. Um, and there are just a lot of great bits. I think that they animate the like internal monologue of this character really well. And it flows very nicely between these like very romantic and desperate thoughts into reality. Um, and yeah, I, I would absolutely watch it again. I plan to. This is on Hulu for those of you who don't know. And um, I would very much recommend checking it out. Uh, I don't really have a ton to add about this. It just made me laugh a lot. And I thought that it was well done. <laughs> yeah, a good comedy that can tell a good story is, yeah. you know, one of my favorite genres, especially in a short film. Absolutely. Um, and great, it is a little predictable. Story. It is a little predictable, sure. I will say. From the moment it started, I was like, okay, like this is how it's going to end. But, you know, I didn't feel like that really detracted at all from the story. So, yeah. Last short film then, if you're uh, ready to dive in. Yeah, I'm ready. So this is the longest title I have, I think, (laughs) ever seen. And it is An Ostrich (laughs) Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. Um, I, (laughs) real quick, want to kick this off. Alex, my sister, has a deathly fear of claymation. And I forgot (laughs) to think about that before taking her to this movie. And if anybody has seen this movie, you know that the claymation isn't just, like, normal claymation. Like, characters' faces are falling off, and all the figurines are very eerie and creepy, Mm -hmm. and it was horrifying for her. I looked over a few times, and she was just staring at her feet and looked like she was trying to block out everything that was happening. Oh my goodness, that's I, that's actually hilarious uh, because, like you said, that is that is like the core theme. Not just it's not just like the animation style. It is like yeah. the claymation is like the theme of the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh uh, poor Alex, poor Alex. Yeah. That's 
Uh, but yeah, I will let you. I'll let you continue. Um, no, it was. I, I love this film. I thought it was very meta, and I think it worked. Which is, I feel like meta comedy comedies are generally very hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. But the punchline hit for me in this one. Uh, it hit well, and I think it definitely helped to be in that theater with everybody else dying laughing along with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel like this was a, just another solid short film. There wasn't a ton of like emotional depth or anything to it um mm-hmm. but i did love the way that they shot it and you mentioned this in your notes as well but uh throughout the movie while you see the stop motion characters moving you can see the time lapse of the like animators going through and fixing everything frame by frame uh mm-hmm. and i thought that was very very cool touch and something that i'd never really thought of or seen done before yeah i i in i have a obviously we both being people who really just enjoy great films and the work that people do on great films it was really nice to see for a long stretch in the movie you are you're more watching like you you see the the movie right but the big like it's like almost like a inner circle and an outer circle and in the outer circle is just like you're seeing everything that goes into it and the work that's being done and it is a really nice touch and it's a nice homage to to everybody that not just the people that worked on this film, but everybody that works on films, whether it's claymation or live action or animation, it it doesn't matter what it is. It was a nice homage to like, Hey, you like this movie or you don't like, look at the amount of work that just went into this five minute, you know, these five minute, um, scene. Um, so I thought that was great. Like you said, and the punchline actually does hit off, hit, which is yeah. hilarious considering what the punchline is. <laughs> um, no, but, it, uh, it's it's an yeah. amazing punchline. And I was going to say, while you were bringing up this animation stuff, um, it did remind me a lot of Anomalisa from Charlie Kaufman. If Have you seen that? I have not. I have not. Oh, man. You should check it out. It's only has three voice actors in the cast, but there's a ton of people. It's all about this, like, mental disease of thinking that everybody around you is the same person. Um, but <laughs> uh, I remember researching that and seeing, like, oh, it was crowdfunded and it took, like, so long to make. I remember him saying, like, it would be three months for this, like, two-minute sex scene that was in the movie. And I was like, oh, Lord, like, how could you do this? And... I, I feel like just because of the stop motion animation styles between those, t- the uh, Anomalisa and an ostrich, um, I drew comparisons, but also this does have a lot of kind of existential humor that is signature of Charlie Kaufman and just made me think of him a little bit. Yeah. No, and I, and that's great. I, I definitely need to check it out and get more into claymation movies in general. Cause there are a lot of awesome ones out there. And again, the work that goes into it is just so, intense that it's it's nice to give credit and and support the arts in that way um one one thing i'll add um before we can we can move on or whatever you feeling next but uh the ostrich 10 out of 10 character definitely my favorite character in the movie um there's a little in the movie it's like a explanation of the ostrich let's call it near the end yeah um and it is it, it like pays off so well and and like you still don't have a full answer i'd say but it's like in the context of that story it's it's awesome i i cracked up there, there's like a little commercial quote-unquote in the movie yeah. in the thing and it, it is so funny um 
but I will say, wasn't the movie style, like the story, like I'm not a huge meta story guy, depending on the story, but I still liked and appreciated what they did with this movie. And another one of those where, like you were saying, if you split up a drama and a comedy section, this is fighting, in my opinion, you know, toe for, or, uh, you know, hand in hand with, um, my year of dicks. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I, it, it was just a great, it's a great short film. Um, and again, uh, I think it really is carried by the punchline. Like if you take a step back and think about like, that's really the only thing I remember from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great punchline. We were, trust me, it is a great payoff. Um, yeah. and, and I, you have absolutely every right to feel that way. Cause it's, it's awesome. It really is. All right then. Um, rankings uh let's let's go into this jake do you want to go first or would you like me to go first you know i'm the guest so i will i will kick it off um with my rankings um do you want me to go five to one yeah 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 yeah. i keep the people in 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 suspense at least for the first (laughs) few um so my number five is the flying sailor i feel like you guys could probably pick up on that from uh the way steve and i talked about it again it was cool. There were some really cool things. I really, really, really liked the score. And there was a few moments where I was like, oh, this is awesome to watch. Like, just the animation yeah. that goes into it. Um, still, just wasn't just wasn't right up my alley. And on that note, uh, my number four, uh, an ostrich told when the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Um, <laughs> I, it wasn't really my style of movie. But again, it was, uh, was the things we just talked about. I thought there were so many things that they brought to the movie that were really cool to see, not just like the back background work that was awesome, but also in the movie that were really funny, really great. But it's an Oscar-nominated list for a reason. You know, you're going to get five good short films. Yeah. You've got to pick them out. So unfortunately, this is my number four slot, but it's not a diss to it in any way. Right. Um, do you want to jump? I'm sorry, I didn't realize. You want me to go through my whole list, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I'm not like jumping the gun <laughs> in your time. Um, okay, my number three is My Year of Dicks. Again, that comedy trope, um, I, I really connected with it, as we know, in so many levels. Um, that realness really is what propelled it to a, a good spot in what was, in my opinion, yeah. a pretty tough field this year for shorts. Um, yeah. My number two, and this is pretty much purely based off of the emotion it was able to draw out of me, was the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Um, I, I get a great crew uh, cast of members doing the voice in uh, the voices. Again, really, 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 just—it's a great kid's story, and it's just really full of a lot of awesome lessons. Um, and for me, it was—it definitely brought. Like I, I was, the waterworks were on the way. It wasn't anything like my experience with Mitchell versus the machines, but oh, they, were <laughs> they were there. They were there. They were there. And I was definitely feeling it. And then, um, you know, big drum roll for my number one, obviously is ice merchants. And, uh, you know, Steve, you, you could probably tell how Steve and I feel about it, especially how I feel about it based off of what we were saying earlier. But if you, it's 15 minutes of your life, it's on YouTube it's a short title, you know, it's ice. Yeah. Merchants. Look up ice merchants. It'll probably come up by the time you write, you type in the letter, like R like it's mm-hmm. right there. It, it, it's half of a lunch break. Like <laughs> watch it, watch it. You will not regret it. An amazing story. And even more amazing when you consider there is not a single word said in the entire film. 
Exactly. Um, and I do want to point out here, Ty gave me a ton of crap for picking that as my third favorite movie of last year. Um, and you better believe I sent the Oscar-nominated screenshot as soon as it happened. <laughs> I was like, hey, guess what's on here, huh? Um, as you should, King. As short animation films deserve love. That's what exactly, they deserve. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, my rankings. Um, I'm going to kind of breeze through these. Uh, in fifth place is The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And that's not to say it's a bad movie. Like I said, I, I really did enjoy it. But I was a little surprised to see that Jake had it as his number two. Um, just from the vibe I got talking to him about it. But that was my five. I still loved it. Number four, The Flying Sailor. Um, and this was really carried by my second watch. Again, was able to identify with some of the existentialism on the day that I watched it. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> number three is My Year of Dicks, uh, which is the first spot that Jake and I actually share. Number two is An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It, which going back could move up or down, honestly. I'm not positive. And number one is, of course, Ice Merchants. Um, yeah, Jake, do you have anything you want to add? I would like to speak from my heart for a moment and just say that, um, I think that in general, I am very against the Oscars. I think that they have far too much of an impact on what movies get seen and what movies do not get seen. Um, like nobody is talking about emancipation this year because it is not Academy award winning. And that is because of Will Smith being, having his incident last year. Um, but I truly believe that that performance is amazing and should still be like talked about a little bit at least. And, um, yeah, in general though, Oscars are bad. I think that one of the things that they do do well is bring attention to smaller short films like the ones that we've talked about today. Um, short films really, have been underappreciated for years and it seems like they're kind of getting a little more traction lately and that's a really good thing i think that with attention spans decreasing throughout the world i'm surprised that they are not getting more popular um, but instead movies are getting longer and attention spans are getting shorter please go and spend 15 minutes watching a couple of these movies um, they're really worthwhile and they tell incredible stories yeah on Steve's point, piggybacking, you can pick like three of these and be done in half an hour. Like it, yeah. I he sent me the list and like Steve sent me the list and the links to find everything. Sunday night, Katrina and I were gonna we're about to watch and what would that have been a hundred fifty minute movie, um <laughs> and we're getting all hunkered in. I'm like, oh by the way, Steve sent me these links and Katrina right away is like, short films, let's watch them. We were done in an hour. We were done in an hour completely. We had like our feelings. We had talked about how we felt about them, like everything. But uh, it just shows how great these movies are because they, they're so valuable. You can do so much in such a, a little amount of time if it's in the right, if the right person is telling that story. And just to see yeah. the art of telling a great story in such a small frame of time. Right. always fantastic and especially when it's animated you know you know how much both of us love it and and um like you said some things the oscars do slash most of them could be described as not so great um, <laughs> but but i think in this case they definitely they they were they're hitting they're hitting a good average at bare minimum with these with these five because i thoroughly enjoyed my time watching all of them absolutely um 
Yeah. All right, then. I think we're at a pretty good place to end this off. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. And thanks again to Jake for coming on the pod. Uh, hopefully this is your first appearance of many because I really do uh, just love talking about movies with this guy. So uh, stay tuned for more pods coming soon. And uh, Paul Mescal for Best Actor. <laughs> this is Steve <laughs> signing off. <laughs>